Andrew Rice. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Wiles. I'm James the Jasper Stewart. And I'm Muss. You're listening. Oh shit. Oh! Just cut Muss out of this episode. Fucking hell! It took too long. It took too long. Muss is to be seen and not heard. I've used the four, I've not used the five. Even when there's. You know, even since Muss has joined, there's rarely five. Mm-hmm. I apologise. You can just cut up my bit of audio, or delay it, or some shit. It's fine. <laughs> and you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, we are hunting Arzuros. known to dwell in the humid forest and mountain regions. Though known more for fishing and standing upright to collect honey, their thick claws and heavy forearm plating allow them to deliver powerful blows to any aggressor. And I must... Roaming hill and dale, a gluttonous brute leaves a sluggish trail. Attempts to sate its hunger prove of no avail. It keeps eating more and more and with every bite, it succumbs yet further to its destructive appetite. It's the bear one, boys. Look, Summer Haze's favourite monster. Oh, better than ours is quite, Redux. But I do really like it. No, you've got to stay, you've got to stay true to your gimmick. It's your favourite monster. <laughs> All right, yeah, I fucking love it, mate. I've, I've got one. I've got a stuffed Arzurus, and I've. Chisel a little hole out of it so I can shag it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. Uh, I should have been. Uh, I should have, should have expected it, but I just wasn't. <laughs> so we have spoken about this fella before on uh, episode uh, was it six or four? Five. Five. Uh, the yeah. one in between six and four. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice guessing. That's impressive. <laughs> no, not, not bad though. Um, so yeah, like many, many, many moons ago, uh, we chatted about this fella. Although uh, probably we know a bit more about the game, and our microphones have got a little bit better since said episode. Yeah. Well, the biggest problem wasn't even the microphones. It's that I just recorded our Skype calls. Yeah. So if there was any audio interference, it's just. That sentence is lost. Mm-hmm. But even then, I mean, it's so not good quality just, even with that. <laughs> I'd have to cut out important points we made because the audio, the audio was just fucked. <laughs> but they were there. Honest. We did make the important points. Please don't oh, write yeah, We said really we profound stuff. <laughs> so when did uh, Arzurus make its debut? Because for the first time in a long time we're speaking about an older monster as opposed to one that's debuted in the game that we're chatting about. 
Yeah, uh, Portable Third, which I think brought in most of the, like, mammal monsters, like the fanged beasts they call them. So it's like Xenoga, mm-hmm. Azurus, uh, others, presumably. <laughs> oh, the Gumbian Volvedon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brought in that, like, whole squad. Well, the Gombi, Volvedon, and Arjurus all use the same, like, skeleton, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they they are very good at not seeming like the same monster. A lot of the time when you have, like, these three use the same skeleton, you can really tell. Whereas these ones, they behave and move so differently that it doesn't really feel like an issue. They're generally are really good at that, though. Like, that's... Right, like something that people bring up, like the skeletons, like the and arguing over, oh, this is like this monster, and like it's really not like the shape of it is. But I guess yeah. Now that I think about it, the only ones that are really bad for that are like the drones. Mm-hmm. There's like They've one or two moves. That, like... They've got better at that though. I'd say. Yeah, I think the greats are a lot better at it than the drones were. There's one or two moves that the, like Arjuna Slagombi the kind of mammal family do where like there's one in particular where they kind of like repeatedly swipe and like move yeah. towards you as they're swiping um that seems like a shared sort of move between each of the each of the monsters but like you said yeah, they're all very very got a big monster with claws you know there's only so many ways you yeah. can animate swiping its claws at you right that's it so i can easily forgive one shared move it's not the end of the world um yeah. Let's see how forgiving you'll be in the coming weeks as we talk about dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love dinosaurs, mate. There's only a couple anyway. So are there any any surprises for either of you in this fight? I guess how close is he to your memory of Monster Hunter the Portable Third? I don't think did any of us play that? He was in. <laughs> he, to well, be then. fair, Arzuros Arzuros was in Eddie's oh, tribe, so well, whenever you first found him, is he pretty much the same, as far as you can remember? I don't I think, remember him changing. I think Rise and Rise. I think they gave him like one new move, and it's like it's really hard to distinguish because I think it's just that charge move that he does, like when he just runs at you. Like he's got the normal one where he just runs head head first at you, but there's like a little slight variation. I think, but it's like kind of almost a shoulder barge at the end of his charge. Yeah, in terms of actually fighting him he doesn't feel that different but of course in the older games there was no interaction with other monsters so all of that's new I think Arjuris has always felt quite interesting and essential because it interacts with his environment a lot more than like the older older monsters would um, like you will, like if you, if you leave him to his own devices <clears throat> he will just potter about the forest go catch some fish have some honey, maybe have a little snooze. You know, generally doesn't really get aggroed with the other monsters to a sense. Probably, probably does now. Obviously, with how how the the rise engine works and how the, all the monsters hate each other. Um, but he's always had that aspect of you you know interaction with the environment, which is quite a neat touch, I think, and does make him feel you know rather than just being big angry bear, gives him a bit of character. Yeah, like... yeah. Have you seen him have a turf war with Tetranodon? Uh, I haven't, no, but I think you spoke about They have about a wrestling it. match. Yeah. It's pretty cool. There's um, one of the items you can, I think you can buy it from the Argosi and Rise, is like a, a wall scroll of uh, Tetranodon and Arzurus, like having a, 
locking up having uh, yeah, an old grapple. That is what is currently on my wall. Yes, me too. <laughs> nice. Yeah, first Azurus jumps on the Tetranodon and has a bit of a go at it, and then once it gets off, the Tetranodon just picks it up and like body slams it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, like um, Azurus is, I think of all the monsters in the game, one of those monsters that I genuinely, especially in the uh, Shrine Ruins area, I feel like I'm in its territory. Whenever it's wandering around, it feels like it's got some sort of a purpose, like it might be foraging for, for honey or going to fish and that sort of thing. But then part of me wonders, is it just the fact that it's a bear, right? It's a familiar looking shape. So it like tricks my brain into going, yeah, this behavior makes sense. I can see a purpose for it. Whereas when I look at like a dragon, to me, a dragon's either got to be killing something <laughs> sleeping or like hunting something for it to make any sort of sense to my to my brain like just naturally whereas Azeroth you can just kind of plonk him anywhere basically in the shrine ruins and it just feels like it works <laughs> I don't know if any of you get that sense but I think I know what you mean because me. it's it's difficult to imagine what a Rathalos does on its day off <laughs> yeah because obviously <laughs> yeah puts his, like... puts his feet up and benders a shore net <laughs> <laughs> Think about like legendary dragons. They like what do they do? They sleep on their hordes of gold, or they fight heroes. Yeah. Like, but a bear, we know what it does. You know, like you keep playing, it gets the honey, it gets fish. Maybe it goes through some shrubs. Maybe it sniffs out a picnic basket. Whereas, yeah, when you look at one of the more fantastical creatures, like I think the Monster Hunter games do a really good job of making them feel like living animals and showing them living their lives, Mm -hmm. but with an animal that does resemble pretty closely a real-life bear, your brain, like, yeah, does a lot of legwork, I think. And he's always had that kind of aspect of, like, like Mutt was saying, like, this is his turf, like, in the maps he turns up on. Like, there's one in, uh, the one in Jen, and I've totally forgotten the name of the map, but it was kind of, like, again, very similar to the Shine Ruins, kind of, like, bamboo, and, um, I think it was the one that was linked to, um, the kind of Japanese-style village that was in Probable Third. Oh, Misty Peaks? That's the one, yes, well remembered. Um, and again, very, very similar sort of vibes there. Like he'd potter about, he'd do a fish, he would he would uh, eat some honey. Um, they've always had that aspect down. But I think it's maybe a little bit unfair to describe him as just a bear because I think visually the kind of blues and the, the, the kind of yellow fur, they, they do a good job at making Arzura still feel like a monster, you know, like in the traditional sense of monster hunter. Yeah, he's got some sort of armoured carapace parts, almost reptilian in places. And on his back, he's almost got kind of a shell. He's yeah. got like, um, it's still quite clearly a mammal's back, but with like shell-ish parts under the skin. Mm. And I think I mentioned this back on the our previous Azra's podcast, which I did re-listen to. It reminds me of the Megatherium, which is the giant sloth, which has ah, like a yes. bony shell under its skin. Well, when you carve the Arjunus, which I know is not something you do often, look, um, you can uh, get the like you actually get pieces like Arjunus shells, right? Like that's actually a in carapace, so right, very yeah. clearly that's a part of the monster's, um, you know, anatomy. Well, yeah, and the paws especially are like fully armored up. Oh, the proper spiky boys, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, if he was literally just a bear then obviously he wouldn't compare to, like, the ridiculous creatures of the Monster Hunter world. 
Oh. Whereas he's he's a bear who's just enhanced enough that he still provides a challenge to these hunters. Whereas you imagine as well that an Ur- if like Arzuros was real, like it'd be like two or three times the size of a your biggest bear as well. Like, yeah, I mean, ma- even a polar bear I don't think gets as big as even though a lot of the time like because of the the sizes of them all sort of varies in in game. Like, like if it was like obviously like I said if it was real life. You've got to imagine like, it would be bigger. Like, it makes more sense yeah. that all these monsters would be naturally bigger. But like, they scale it down just because it's a game. I mean, we, they always talk about like, like why why is this the hunters having to take on this monster? And you got to imagine you're like in the monster world. Like they talk about Arzurus be, like being you know, gluttonous. Gluttony is a big thing for for Arzurus. Like you got to imagine like the hunters are dispatched to take out an Arzurus because it's just totally devastating the ecosystem of the local area. Like it's eating all the fish. It's you know, and the hunters can't then sustain themselves. So. Um, that's again kind of tying into why is this a monster like what makes this a monstrous being well throughout all of human history basically everywhere humans live our biggest like rival in that area is bears and it is something that happened all through history that you know you have a village a settlement a place where people live sometimes there's a bear in the area and the village just has to send out a hunting party to get rid of the bear because you know bears will fuck you up yeah so i mean Go back a few hundred years, and yeah, the bears aren't quite as powerful and the weapons aren't as fantastical, but this was basically happening. A message would come through, they'd say, you know, there's a bear, we we can't go and, you know, get the food that we need, or the children are in danger, and, you know, four lads strap on their swords and go out and kill it. Specifically four. You wouldn't dare send a fifth. That would be absurd. <laughs> it's bad luck, because um, the original founder of the guild's wife died when they took five out to hunt the Diablos. No, I mean in real life to to kill the bears. Is that the real reason? Yeah, right. that's the I didn't know reason. that. Well, there, you go. <laughs> there we go. Well, drop, do drop you have more than bombs. three friends, Andy? Seems you forgot one of them today. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I got to leave all that in the episode now. I can't cut it out for the <laughs> It was actually going to be directed to you, Mas. Um, so, like, as your kind of first exposure to Arzurus, but obviously still being very much an early game monster, like, what's your kind of take on how he operates as a as a fight, so to speak? I mean, as well as your general first takes yourself, Mas, because I'd be quite interested to know, because you know we're all quite familiar with Arzurus by this stage. I like that he's um, he's got some surprises up his sleeve. Obviously, he's got a taste for honey. And so there is that move where he'll nick it off you and start eating it to replenish his stamina. And there's little things like that that you don't necessarily expect when you're going into a fight, but makes complete and utter sense once it actually happens. And it promises this kind of... that there'll be these wrinkles to all the monsters that you fight from the point of uh, facing Arzuros, if you see that move. So that that's one of the nice touches. I also like... so. One of the things that I have a habit of is I very rarely target the head of the monster. I say rarely, like I will, but I often find myself going behind the monster to try and uh, do damage to the tail, which obviously mm. uh, Azeroth doesn't have a tail, but he's I think he's most vulnerable in his uh, in, in the back. 
but he's got this kind of uh, butt bump move, like uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Naomi from yeah. WWE, uh, where but he'll kind of very suddenly just shift backwards enough to kind of not do a huge amount of damage to you, but it's like this, it's like this little warning shot that the game's giving you to say you can't just sit behind a monster and feel safe there <laughs> they will yeah. they will all have their their own little tricks up their sleeve and i like that it's got quite a small window for you to react to because it's not a big hitting move it's more it's almost more of a just reset arzaros and reset where the player is spatially uh kind mm-hmm. of move but it's it's this kind of uh yeah this light little warning shot that they'll be uh, they'll be worse to come my friends so you'd better <laughs> better not get too comfortable going for the same the same spot on a monster all the time so i i like um that there are there are definitely lessons that it teaches you but a good sense of um personality that really comes through uh when you when you fight it as well particularly as well like as it as its uh, stamina deteriorates i think perhaps more than any other monster it's very clear when an Arceros is tired because it's absolutely frothing at the mouth as if it's got rabies or something <laughs> <laughs> So it's a hungry uh, boy. Yeah, it's good. To get some fish. He's a hungry boy. In this game, Azurus really feels like an early game monster. Like he's in two of the tutorials and stuff. In back in Try and through you, was he pretty yes. early or was he more of a challenge? Yeah, no, he was very early. He was um, available in the the place just outside the village in through mm-hmm. you for sure. Right. So he would have yeah, been among your like two yeah, star quests. That's not changed. Like over, you fight, you fight like the drones, the dinosaurs, and then he's usually the next step up. Yep. <clears throat> so pretty much the same yeah, like as as Like I was saying before, he is you know close to a real life thing which people hunted, so it makes sense that he'd be one of the ones that eases you into it before you get more ridiculous. I suppose it's quite interesting then, considering you know his early game. He is ultimately quite an easy monster, not a lot of danger to him. That they ended up choosing Arzurus to have a deviant in Generations, and then of course an Apex variant in Rice. I find that that is quite interesting. Maybe that's why it's to show like even an easy monster like the Arzurus is really tough once he becomes an Apex. Mm-hmm. So it's and also he's just a bit different. If every Apex was a big right wyvern. It might not be as interesting as making one of them, you know, a bear, yeah, yeah, yeah. then have one as a wyvern, then as one of his snake. Mix it up a little bit. Very true. I guess this is our first time talking about apex monsters. There's not a lot I have to say about them, but the design where they're like bigger and then they're black color with like red highlights, mm-hmm. they really remind me of Fury Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what inspired them. That those whole few weeks we had with. Mario and, I think uh, it's just a, it's a weird thing They've, that's how both companies are like how do we make the bigger better cool version maybe they're both just trying to be shingles black and over. red <laughs> black and red absolutely and it works on Jay we know that much <laughs> <laughs> Kane was my favourite WWE wrestler love the black and red yeah but he, he only really got good when he became corporate Kane <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that the true Apex Kane? Yeah, That's Apex Kane, yeah. So, in terms of Apex monsters, like, I think, you know, visually obviously very striking, but ha- having played Generations, and I suppose we could kind of bring in the, the Apex and the Red Helm, in this sense, it does seem as though they are just kind of bringing Deviants 
back into modern day, back into the current generation of Monster Hunter because there's not a lot of difference between the two from what I've noticed. To be honest, I didn't notice that much difference between Red Helm Arzurus and Arzurus in the first place. Mm. True. Yeah. It's just okay. more aggressive, basically, right? With some red coloration. Yep. That's also what the Apex does. So, But you were saying that some of the later Apex ones do bring in specific moves that remind yeah. you of the... So Absolutely. yeah, I guess we'll have more of that conversation when we get to, for instance, the Arathian. Liddy. But uh, yeah, um, I, I totally get what you're saying. At the end of the day, Red Helm and Apex Arzurus, they just they hit like trucks. That's that's their gimmick. I guess like Arzurus is a pretty fun fight. So just bump the numbers up a bit, and he can be a pretty cool monster. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense he didn't have to do anything that whack with him. I'm looking at a Red Helm Arzurus from where I'm sat. Actually, I've got a model one on my shelf that I got for my birthday. He's pretty cool. I think cool. I, I still like the design of regular Azurus more. I think the sort of punk red highlights and maybe over-egging the pudding a little bit. I just like a big blue bear. Like I said, very visually striking, even in, in the, the regular blue version. Because I haven't talked about it much this time, you've brought it up more than I have. Yeah, I really like bears. They're my favourite animals. Um, And it does kind of make sense for this very Japan-themed games uh, because there are quite a lot of bears in Japan. They live in the mountains here. So far, I haven't properly encountered one. When I was hiking in Gifu, um, they'd tranquilised a bear and were carrying it away. So I just saw its feet poking out from under a blanket. And back at Christmas this year, during my winter vacation, I decided to try and cross the mountains through to the next city. Um, and I got pretty far up into the mountains, and then I got to a big sign that said, this rose can't be used in winter. But I saw someone had driven through there, so I was like, ah, it's probably fine. So I start walking along, and I start seeing loads of footprints in the snow from boars. And I was like, well, you know, I can fight a pig. So I keep going another 15 <laughs> metres, and I see big fucking bear footprints in the snow. And I was like, alright, yeah, I guess I will wait until I'm allowed to use this road. <laughs> I went home. Is this so getting back into both... what animals can look beat up? Sorry if I can not I'm going to tell you right now, I could not beat up a bear. <laughs> I mean, I, not I, not I because physically I don't think I could, but because emotionally I couldn't bring myself to yeah, punch the bear. I yeah, just yeah. let it take me. I think the pig's taking you down. I think I could take one, but I don't think they usually attack Solo. So, <laughs> um, should we retread and talk about the name of the Arzurus for those who haven't listened to the old episode? Oh yeah, the name Arzurus is—it's a cool name, but it's not it's super complicated. It just yeah. combines Azur, you know, because it's blue, and Ursus, which is bear, because it's a blue bear. Thanks. The Japanese name—I'm actually a little confused about. It's. Um, Aoshira, which combines blue and white, but it might also mean blue animal. Mm. But either way, it's not quite as I don't think it's as good as the English name. Blue animal maybe would be the, uh... it's because it's not like there's no white on an Arzu or something. Yeah, but um, kind of quite often... cream for right, like the, the well, I think they're just yeah. I think that word for white is people talk about polar bear. It's a shirokuma, 
Mm. And I think maybe it's just it's blue polar bear and they've forgotten that that word also means white, so it's a blue white. <laughs> and the, <clears throat> the English name's really good, though, because, you know, black bear, brown bear, azure bear. <laughs> they all yeah, that's probably works. what we would it's call it like, if it was a real bear. Yeah. It's a, I don't think we go for azure, but sure. Yeah, but, you know, it's a little bit spicy, you know, it's a monster uh, name, but I think it works really yeah, well. Yeah, it's more poetic than if it was just blue bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the apex wanna... blue bear is approaching. <laughs> Watch out for the big blue house. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> Jay beat you to that one five years ago, mate. Oh, no. <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Eat shit, Mars. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting late. And Andy's tired, but Moss is in a hunting mood, and is truly wired. He throws up a quest as Andy repeatedly yawns. He deeply sighs as the monster approaches with his loyal pawns. Sleepy in real life and soon to be sleeping in game, but what snooze-inducing monster do we find is to blame? Is it the great Macau, the Jagras, the Jaggy? No. For next time we hunt the Great Baggy. So join us for that one. Until then, look, where can we be found? We can be found on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know, wherever you get your hashtag content, just search Monster Mash Podcast. Don't search Monster Mash because you'll get the song from the 60s. Oh, and we have a Patreon. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. Like someone did. Big shout out to Marley, our number one super fan. Hey! Nice. And uh, what can they tweet at Andyman949? Mas? Well, this week I'd like you to tweet at Andyman949 roller coasters that get you just a little bit wet. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, please tweet at Andyman949 that Mas exists. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> no, I've accepted that. Um, <laughs> Matt isn't even sure if he exists anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a really existential podcast for me, this one. <laughs> well, until then, catch you next time. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wake me up in 50 minutes. To leave me hanging on eating biscuits. Cause I'm happy! And other words that are in that song. <laughs> I don't know any of the others. <clears throat> Clap along if you feel like a home without a roof, which is quite bizarre, isn't it? Generally, I would not be happy if my home didn't have a roof. <laughs> yeah. It's not, is it a home? At that point? Is it not? Uh, I mean, I don't know. What's the definitions of a home? home is just a place what you can be in what has a roof on it isn't it well you, you've added that roof at the end there does it have to have a roof <laughs> that's like yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't think luke's added that bit at the end on i think andy's just a massive tory because that's his way of saying yeah homeless people have homes so there's no homeless problem <laughs> <laughs>
But um, what, what I was more thinking on the lines of, if someone's like re-roofing your house and therefore you currently don't have a roof on the house, <laughs> is it no longer your house? This is not is making you sound walls. any less Tory. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I regularly get my house re-roofed. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's a thing that happens? <laughs> yeah, if you have a fucking house. <laughs> What, what if there's a hole in the roof, though? What if there's a hole in the roof? Is that not technically not a roof? Like, it's not fulfilling its full job. I mean, I've got holes in my nostrils, but I've still got a face. <laughs> yeah, you got you got a chimney, you ain't got a home. <laughs> <laughs> Mussy's one made more sense than mine. <laughs> so as you can tell, the Arzurus hunt is really engaging. Yeah, welcome to the Arzurus <laughs> hunt. We're all out having a good time. Ooh, beast gem. Beast gem. I was waiting for you to do that. I'm a beast and I'm a gemma. Have I told you about beast wars in Canada? No. What? My friend Rob's Canadian. And, um... <clears throat> I didn't let them have kids shows with the word wars in the title, so it was called Beasties. <laughs> <laughs> so the theme tune would go, Beasties. <laughs> Beasties. Were they not allowed Star Wars? Well, Star Wars well, it's not, it's not a kid's show, is it? Star Wars, it was just called. A bit for everyone. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, they're done. They're done skis. There's this Scottish guy in Xenoblade 2 right at the start of your fight. And the one line I remember of his is he always just goes, You're done! <laughs> <laughs> I ever told you about my my hatred of uh, how most games portray the Scottish accent. No, but I mean, I can imagine. It, I think it actually was Xenoblade 2 that that brought on this feeling in me. Really? Yeah, just from the trailer. I like I remember, the like Xenoblades are the rare occurrence where it actually is done. In but the you heard that new one in Apex uh, Legends. I I have no, not no. The problem is a lot of the voice act. The voice actress is only one in Scotland, but it's such a fucking caricature of a Scottish accent. Yeah, I bet he's Scottish in the way that like half of Americans clean their Irish. <laughs> the, the problem is a lot of uh, a lot of Scottish accents in in entertainment in general just seem to go for groundskeeper Willie. Mm. Or Shrek. That's kinda of what it's like. It's like a female it's like a female groundskeeper really. Just shoot my cannon. Have a lovely time. With a machine gun by the way, Andy. Yeah, I'm quite happy with my cannon today to be honest. I was just travelling across the arena to get myself a new cannon because mine blew up <coughs> and uh ended up on the back of an Alzurus, didn't I? I was actually on my Pretty way crazy. to get on the Alzurus and you stole it from me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't really want it. I know. <laughs> it's even worse. Isn't that the excuse that like cheating Your husbands give play. about like when they, <laughs> when they cheat on their wives? Like, ah, uh, oh, I tripped and fell into a <laughs> tripped and fell into <laughs> another yeah, woman. Politicians when they've been caught doing something dirty. Yeah. See, I had my trousers down because I was using the bathroom, and I tripped and fell. <laughs> <laughs> I was using the bathroom from a great distance, my love. <laughs> Not that I'm insinuating you're fucking the Arzurus or anything. <laughs> Andy. 
Because then I would be jealous. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't thinking that, but now you've mentioned it. That's taken friend of bears a bit, a bit too far, Luke. Fuck off. Rathian. What the hell? <laughs> that way surprises me. <laughs> I was right in the eye of that nuke. <laughs> it's the eye of the nuke. It's the pain of the bear. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was one for a while, mate. <laughs> the rest of the mash. I, I did not know how many syllables the nuke had until until now, but thank you for educating me, Andy. Same number as Tiger. What are you chatting about? <laughs> what? Oh no, it doesn't. <laughs> 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 I thought that was actually a joke. <laughs> yep. Absolutely <laughs> fucked it. Absolutely. There we go. <laughs> That's how how convincing the song was to me that I, I convinced myself. Oh, did I? I got royally oh, mugged off by a kid at work the other day. It's the first week of the year, so we're doing like little warm-up introduction lessons. And I've got this class of like high school girls, and she asked me what I did last weekend. I was like, <laughs> oh, I, did for, I went for a hike and I played Monster Hunter. And she's like, oh, me too! And I go, oh, what monster did you hunt? She goes, oh, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 Savage. Like, 